podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's been a minute since I had a cup of tea on the brew. Do you know what? That's a very good point, that. Where's our mate? Young Anthony. Anthony. Anthony? Yeah, right, bro. Have you got a minute? <laughs> we'll do this on camera. It's fine. Um, Anthony's a lovely lad, but he, he needs is. to get on the weights. I don't know. I, he, I was In that, that wind the other day, I was worried about him. I was the same similar build as Anthony when I was his age. Really? You're not taking any drugs, are you? No. Anthony, right. come here. Anthony. We need we need brews. We need, can you do a brew, please? Just do him a brew, because I'm on a Red Bull. Okay. But about Coffee thir- too, please. About 38 minutes in, though, I'll have a tea too. Yeah. Milk in. Lots of milk for him. Two. That's two. why I said two. Coffee too. Pay attention. He's doing well, though. He's, on a, he's been on a course. What course? Drive at speed awareness? Something like that. Brew, brew awareness. Brew awareness. Yeah, we've sent him on one of them. Uh, Fergie's got another statue, you know. You just showed me 30 seconds ago. We were just discussing as Cam put us live there. Yeah. Um, Penultimate shift for Cam as well. Yeah, can we just say as well? As, have we? Can we tell them where you're going? No, we can't. No, we can't. Can we not? I don't think we can. I I think that no. we. I I think we wait. We wait until he's in the door, and then we'll announce it. <laughs> we'll do our own communicado official. Yeah. Do you know what though? Right. You can probably guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say he's dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he's not allowed to be our mate anymore. <laughs> unless, unless he gives us loads of heads ups. <laughs> Do you know what? That's definitely in his contract. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what? We're gonna miss. We're gonna are gonna miss producer Cam. He's a good lad, and um, I'll give him his props on camera. He's good at his job. He's very good at his job. He's annoying. He's, he's annoying. He's he's the only man who's ever made me go home in a huff. <laughs> Stormed home once in a huff because he called me a prick. But um, other than that, he's a you know even though he did that, I love him. He's a good lad, and I'm gonna miss him. There you go. So you can clip that up, Cam, and use that in your in your next uh, you might be my in, first. in your next one to one. You have your next you boss who's telling you off. You might have been my first full time employee <laughs> as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, he might have been my first. Sorry, there's a big bo- bo- uh, jar of it in the cupboard underneath. Uh, cupboard up, uh, opposite your head. I think he was my first full time employee. He is. He's, good, he's he's a good lad. He's very. Um, no, no, when I when I started employing creative. people, I think he was my first one. Was it? Three years. Just after so you up. you two survived three years. I remember the first. How amazing! Is that? I remember the first time I saw you two talking to each other, and you both stood about half a meter away from each other, if that, no, about half a yard, literally shouting at each other. And you kept saying to him, "If you let me finish, I'll explain to you." <laughs> <laughs> and then you so like, everyone behind sh- the camera going, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, Steve can't get a word in edgeways from someone. <laughs> yeah, it was like, my god. Honestly, you've not lived until you worked with Cam Waters. It's an but anyway, so what we surmised is we were talking about Strikes Ferguson getting a statue. He's not getting a statue, by the way. Cam, no. we'll, we'll give him one out of paper machine. Um, Fergie has just got another statue at Aberdeen. Rightly so. I mean, of course. Yeah. And he's the last manager that didn't manage Rangers or Celtic I've got one to there. win the fucking league in Scotland. That is... Jay, it was in black and white, mate. <laughs> he was doing it, right? His first even, United photo is born? in black and white. Were you even born when he did one? When he did the last When he won one? one. Last time he won it. Last time he won it, right? It was in 1985, I want to say. 84, 85. Yeah, he won 84 and 85. Yeah. Uh, I was born, Jay. But I was oh. still in a nappy. So you were 20. <laughs> <laughs> 24. Right, I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Fergie's got two statues now then, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got one at Old Trafford, so I'm led to believe. Um, he's got one at Pitondre. Name me other managers who've got two statues at different grounds. Get involved in the comments as well. This isn't just me and him waffling. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. It is, but you can join him. I want to say... 
One of them's your favourite. And you Come do it. Has he got one at Derby and Forest? I'm pretty sure he has. I'm um, pretty sure he has. I'm going to check these, by the way. I want to say Shankly. Oh, oh, you might have done me there. I didn't. I didn't know about that one. Or has Jock Steen got two think, as well? I Jock Steen could have two, didn't he? Didn't he win with Celtic and Rangers? They no, love the statue. No, Did he not? No, God, no. He's, um, he won no, with... sorry, not Celtic and Liverpool. No, it's... It was another fascist group I was thinking <laughs> of. Uh, there's one, I'll tell you there's one. I think, I think, do you know what? I think Clough's got three. He's got a playing one at Middlesbrough. Who? Clough. He's got one for being a, and a goal scorer at Middlesbrough. I mean, goal scorer extraordinaire, I think that's the word you're looking for. Sorry, goal, goal scorer extraordinaire. he bagged. Well, he bagged like fuck. It, it, it was like a goal, it was a goal of the game. It's not a stadium, is it? It's in the city centre. Right. He's got one at Derby. And he's... Now then, young man. Now then, young man. Have you seen my statue? And he's got <laughs> one at... I have which Notting, one, which Nottingham one have you seen? in the city centre. Because I've got three. I've got three statues. I've got three statues. <laughs> Two yeah. European cups and three statues. And Leeds have got none. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Fucking right, Cluffy lad. That's a line in his book, and I love it. Um, <laughs> do you know who else has got two statues? Dennis Law. Good lad. Never let me down. Also, non United one. Manager. Managed. I'll give you a clue, right? Has Bobby Moore got two? Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. He's got one I at forgot, Wembley, uh, and yeah. he's got one uh, outside a pub where West Ham used to be, I think. Has he really? I think so, yeah. Near Upton that, Park. That makes ground, sense. He's got to have, Bobby Moore's got to have a statue. Someone's seen West Ham, hasn't he? You know what? I, I saw my missus when I went to Wembley. Name me another United player with a statue. Another United player with a statue, other than ones at Old Trafford, I presume. That's just off the off the, um, off the grid. Oh, so, Duncan Edwards has got one in Dudley, I think. There's one. Um, and... Cristiano Ronaldo's got several of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, of uh, varying, varying uh, degrees quality. of likeness. <laughs> yeah, some of them like a chewed piece of toffee. Other ones look like, you know, him. Um, I'm missing someone out. Oh, has Bestie got one? Oh, no, Bestie's got an airport named after him, hasn't he? Of all the things to name after you. George Best, an airport. Thank you, my friend. Would um, you name an airport after him? No, I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like... Rename Belfast. Yeah. Let's put, the troubles behind. Let's put the troubles behind us. Yeah. Right? And all the connotations that that yeah. word has. And let's call it best city. Best city. I love that. <laughs> it's a positive I, I think it is. It's like, you know what? We're going to the best city. Oh, you think it's the best city? Oh, so you don't dislike it? Not, not quite. Actually, no, not really. <laughs> it's literally the best city. No, I like that. It's like 1978, but like with internet. <laughs> right. Um, that's right. So Ronnie, um, it's, it's, no, is it Bobby Charlton got one anywhere where he grew up? Ashbourne. No, it's Ashington or Ashbourne. Was, was Robbo not got one in Chesterwood Street? If he's not, then everyone in Chesterwood Street can fuck off because the only reason I know your fucking know. shit all over town exists is because of Robbo. I'll tell you what, that was a lovely sentence. It's like Hales Owen. Hales Owen. Yeah, Lee Sharp. <laughs> it's the only reason I fucking know it exists. Where is it? No idea. Where Lee Sharp come from? It's down south, I think. It's like Liverpool with Runa. Yeah. I, I never what else that came from I never heard that set. Half decent motorway. Until Wayne Rooney started playing for us. It's one of the top two motorways in Manchester. Yeah. And then he went, oh, Wayne Rooney. Um, so, so we've got, um, I'm missing someone. I feel like you've got one that I've not said. What about someone like, I feel like someone like Peter Schmeichel or someone like one in Denmark or someone like, do you know who deserves one? Who I think should have one? Robbo. Keen. Robbo, Keane. Do you know I'd like to see have one? Let's see. Mike Phelan. Mike Phelan? Yeah. 
you're just on about his pass completion rate thing, aren't you? Again, John the Dots. You're obsessed with his pass completion rate. Hundred percent pass completion. It might have been the greatest game of all time against Johan Cruyff. It might have been the Johan Cruyff came off the pitch football. and went, "I might as well pack this in, man. Might as well be selling." I, I'm never going to have anyone as good as fucking Mike Phelan. I mean, that's a, that's where his obsession with ticker attacker began. Mike Phelan, thirteen passes completed. In I it. reckon he looks at him. You know why we haven't won this game? Because of him. Yeah, might feeling there. Him, we need that to looks like he out. works in a chippy. Yeah, has fucking battered us up and down this pitch today. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Him and Paul Ince. Yeah, <laughs> those are the days. Um, I tell you what, the, the happiest man in the uh, championship was Wayne Rooney when Paul Ince got appointed. He was like, "What a fucking." Well, there you go. That's us. That's us safe then. Um, oh, here's one for you. It's like giving me twenty-one. There's points. two. Right. I think. I think this is right. One of them, you know, because it's arguably your favourite player. Ever. If I start mentioning the fact that Rivaldo won the Ballon d'Or in nineteen, has Beckham got one in like LA or something? Yeah, I think so. I think someone said that. Well, James Corbett, not what's he called? Is it Corb? Corden. Corden. Yeah. He did a fake statue of him once, didn't he? He did his annual funny thing, didn't he? Now and again, he'll Is do it something. Funny? He did, it he funny? Does, once a year, he'll do something madly. Did music. he laugh outrageously and everyone else? Went, all blew all, a bit of all it did, right? Like that. All it did was show that David Beckham's a nice guy because they gave him all these pranks. And, and the, re the thing, the reason it didn't like, it didn't really work the way it was because he's not a knobhead. So he didn't kick off. He didn't, wasn't a diva. He was just being nice to the people. So when one kept calling him um, Dave, which is like calling you Steve, he was like, it's, it's David. He's like, all right, Dave. So who did you play for? Manchester City. And he's like, no, no, United. He's like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you Dave. can't ruffle back. Yeah, can you? and then he's they showed him the statue, which was awful. Listen, you prick. Yeah, <laughs> they've done this fake statue. Was, was the awful. best player in the world and banging a Spice Girl. Fuck you. Exactly, man. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Which um, is one of the top five in the Spice Girls as well. Who? Posh. Mm. Yeah. Baby, obviously. Baby, obviously. I mean, I was never that keen on the Spice Girls. Do you know what I mean? Just the spice. Just the spice. <laughs> spice weren't even a thing when I was doing that. Probably for the best. Um, Zlatan's got one. Of course he has. Did he pay for it himself? Is it in his fucking living room? Or in his pool, by any chance? Or overlooking his pool? It's in the, center, one in it's in the center circle of the local football team's pitch. And in his pool. Yeah. Of course Zlatan's got one. Um, who else? There's got the fact that Bobby Charlton's not got one, though. I mean, has he? Right, who, who deserves one next at United? Bobby Charlton. And people go, he's got a, st he's got a stand. Cool, I want a statue. He's got a statue. Part of Fergie's Bulls, got he? both. He's got a, you can't have two Bobby Charlton. No, stand. no. He needs a statue on his own. Right, okay. The Trinity is the Trinity. Right. Otherwise, it'd be a spike. I like that, though. The fact you've got three Ballon d'Or winners. Just In one there. team. Boom. Have a bit of that. And the fact that two of them came through the youth academy. That's, like, that's how it's done. Do you know what I mean? It's just amazing, that. I just love all that. Um, right, Bobby Charlton deserves another one, right? Jimmy Murphy's getting one, which is right, because he should have had one when Busby's went up, to be honest with you. Busby's such a great statue. I'm not keen on Fergie's statue. I don't think it looks like it. No, I don't either. I was a bit disappointed when they unveiled it. Busby's is class. Do you know what? Bus well? It's such a casual, he's holding a ball. He's like, yeah, it's, I love that. it's mega, isn't it? Reminds me of 2008 after we won in Moscow. We all went down there and we're booting balls around and singing Viva Ronaldo. It was sick. Um, you know when they unveiled Fergie's statue? They, I was there covering it and they put us under like um, some sort of tarpaulin and had to wait and I was waiting with all the other journalists I was just stood there just minding my own business and they're so bitter against Fergie they just you know the Chinese yeah they just hated him they just did and they just hated the fact that they had to sort of you know bow down with him basically and if they didn't they'd just get banned 
and they ate the fact that he just kept winning. I want to bring that back. And it was just like, I love this. I was just sort of stuck still there smiling. I'll work at United for free Yeah, to be a press room Rottweiler. Yeah. I think if you're going to ban someone, you've got to do it the right way. So you've got to do it in the middle of the press conference. Don't do it at the beginning. Like, you've noticed it. That's a good Fergie trait. Hang on a minute. And then do it out loud. Say it out loud to Karen Fergie. What's he doing here? Then ask him, what are you doing here? Yeah? Then make them get up, come to the front of the desk, pick up the recorder. Eyeball. Eyeball them all the way. Making little comments as they approach. Disgrace. You know why this is. Yeah. <laughs> Say that. Go on. I'll see you again in. And then pick, up, pick an arbitrary number. Yeah. 44 days. Yeah. Go on. <sighs> the third full moon that yeah. falls on a Wednesday. In autumn. <laughs> That's when you're allowed back in. He's here. sitting there going... I love all that for you, honestly. That's what you need. I never get tired of watching that clip where he just lays in at all the journalists. Your job's to tell the truth. Yeah, if you can't do that, go and do something else. Yeah. And I think, oh, I'm a journalist. I don't, he's right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, and it if only, you're offended by that, yeah. well, you're a fucking liar then, do aren't you? Know, you? Do you know what I love about him as well, Steve? Was it the fact that he won tell, loads of games? Tell me how a press conference usually works. You just genuine. How does it work usually? Usually. So United ones, they come out. Yeah. And right now, yeah. it's. Who's got the first question? Yeah. That's, that's, right, I've done presses for... And it's sport for Karen's news. top three fucking super best friends get it. Of course it is. Now, usually, since the beginning of time, that's how a press conference works. You come out, you ask questions to it. Under Alex Ferguson, so Alex Ferguson comes out, he doesn't wait for questions. He tells you what he thinks he wants to tell you and what you need to know, and then he'll take some questions. Maybe. And what you've got to remember is, he's already told you what he wanted to say. So any other question now is almost irrelevant because he don't really want to talk about it. Otherwise, so, he would have done it already. It might as well not be called a press conference. It might yeah. be well. It might as well be a, here's what Fergie had to yeah. say. Yeah, here's what I've got to say about some injuries. Here's what I've got to say about the latest contract deal. And here's what I've got to say that's about... That's what you come out and do, wouldn't it? It'd be injuries. Yeah. Um, opponents. He'd talk about the opponents. Yeah, he would. Team. He, he, uh, generally, he's always... I mean, he's proper... I mean, he's literally the chairman of the board of the manager's union, isn't he? So, yeah. like, he's literally always going to come out and go, they've got a great manager... Uh, and some cracking pros, and then whatever else he's got to say. Yeah, that was, that'd be it. And then someone's going to go, are you signed in? Was it Dan? Yeah. <laughs> no, next. <laughs> Does that need anything else, though? Are you signing this player? No. There's nowhere else to go there, is there? You don't need well, Harry Redknapp style. Well, I'm fucking not. I'm so, just told oh, are you, do you want to sit here? Do you know what? Have you seen the one where he goes up to Bob Cass? You see, they're away pre-season, and um, Bob Cass ran a story that was signing Wesley Snyder. Is this in a hotel? No, it's in the. It's, it might be. It's like where all the players and everything are coming out. It's like on a sort of concourse sort of thing. It might be a hotel. I think it's like it's weird. It seems like almost like a mix zone. Let me show you a picture of it. Um, <laughs> but he um, he goes up to him. Oh yeah. If Fergie yeah. knows your name, it's probably not good, is it? Like yeah. The headmaster knowing your name at school. <laughs> you only know the Romans. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't get up. He's uh, yeah. He, so he goes up to him. And he just sort of steams straight over to him and says, that fucking story you ran. And then Bob Cass tries to defend himself and he says, you and your paper can fuck off. Bring back telling people to fuck off. I know, man. All this pandering to him. Come on. Mm. We've got a super chat. Peter Kelly. Uh, first of all, Michael sent a super chat. Thank you for that. Peter Kelly says, let me paint a picture. We shit house our way to Champions League glory. Ralph goes upstairs to be assistant sporting director. Paul Mitchell comes in as, in as recruiting director. Tenag comes in as manager and wins the lot. This Paul Mitchell geezer, what, what's he about him? Is he any good? 
I've done a f several videos on him. Is there anyone um, you haven't done a video on? Hey. Well, lately, yeah, Mason Greenwood. All right, okay. Um, Good different point. Reasons, well different reasons. Right, um, fair enough. I did ask. <laughs> you did. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul Mitchell was... I've done, done some stuff on um, you know, various options for director of football, but Paul Mitchell was always one that I, I really sort of wanted us to look into. Local boy from Steady Bridge. Yeah. AKA Steady Vegas. Yes, good lad. I said that this morning on my news. Um, people who live in Las Vegas go in. They've got like a lot of casinos and that. <laughs> nope. It's got snooker all. And Let's just spoons. say, Staley Bridge is probably the least place like Las Vegas you could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely no reflection. Fucking Mecca's closer to Vegas than fucking yeah, it is. Staley Bridge right. is. Uh, but anyway, so you know, local lad from Staley Bridge. Um, supposed United fan. Is it? Yep. Very good at his job. Whether well, that's in sort of like... After them. They won't like him. In head of recruitment, sort of director of football, very much in, involved in in the recruitment, uh, spotting some decent, decent players. Had a couple of clangers at Spurs, but left Spurs because he wasn't happy with how Levy was letting it run. So you don't know if there was like, you know, other chefs in the mix there. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, uncovered a, a couple of decent ones, um, both w at, at Saints. Was and he uh, involved in Son? Yeah. That was a bit of a snip. Was it 15 mil or something? Uh, and he's world class. Yeah. Um, but then also go, goes and carries on that trend at Leipzig. Um, and then at the wider RB football group, um, you know, Salzburg, Leipzig, known for just uncovering unbelievable talent. Yeah. Um, and now he's at Monaco. Um, Monaco have got a bit of a track record before him anyway, I would say, in terms of uncovering really good players. But in terms of like directors of football that are out there, Top of the fucking list for me. Yeah. Do you think that there's a room for him? A room? There's room for him? Yeah. United? Because I know we've got John Murta. What's he doing? Here's the thing. John Murta was like involved in the academy. Yeah. And Darren Fletcher, this is his first job. Yeah. Essentially, play football. This is your first job. Yeah. So like right. someone with Paul Mitchell's experience, I think he started... He was at MK Dons, but he started somewhere before that. And I want to say, like, yeah, older shot. Have a little summer, Google. Somewhat proper random. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, it goes from MK Dons to Southampton, Southampton to Spurs, Spurs to Leipzig, Leipzig to the wider football group, you know, and then, and then to Monaco. If you're talking about experience, um, what does it say? So, I think... Not playing career, so scroll up a bit. Sorry. Uh, recruitment career. Yeah. MK Dons. Sorry, MK Dons, um, then Southampton. Yeah, okay. And so, so now you've you've got it all there. Then Spurs, like you said, um, and then um, the Leipzig group. So nice career trajectory. That's it. Now that's someone that's ready to then, I don't know, maybe is at the time in his life now where he's like, yeah, I'd like to live in England again. You know, or maybe I'd like to move back to Staley Bridge because Monaco's are not all that. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean... It does, uh, it does seem like a sensible decision if he was to come, which is why I don't think it'll happen. Um, That's the problem, isn't it? Is it's too, it's too good an option for us. Why to... would we get a footballing person in to make footballing decisions? Yeah. Why don't you go down to local NatWest or Barclays or anywhere? See the manager. See the manager and say, did you ever play football or had anything to do with football? No. Not no. even under eights? No. Well, I've got a fucking job for you, son. 
kom där så chaffade mig. Vad är Come on then, son. You're in. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine Paul Scholes rocking up at the bank. <laughs> I'd like to run the bank. Have you got any experience in a bank? Nope, got a fucking ping on me though. Yeah. Right, sound. You start Monday. Yeah, start. You're the new manager. Well done. CEO. Yeah, here's the, here's your, here's the keys to your company car. Um, Christopher Matthews says, with reports that Ronaldo wants to wants two up front, who would the second be? Would you rotate Rashford and Cavani? Well, good luck rotating Ra- I uh, Cavani. With I think we've settled on going to a midfield three. I think he came in, he tried to four triple two because it's what he wanted to do. He wasn't getting anywhere near enough control and he's, he's adapted it to four three three. I would be shocked to see him go back to four triple two now unless there's a piece of the jigsaw that wasn't previously there. He's able to come in. I don't yeah. know what that would be. No, I agree with you. It's working, isn't it? I know we've not had the, the big tests yet because even like Atletico aren't your Liverpools and your cities and teams like that. I think that's, you know, we'll see how he does it or whether he mixes it up when we get the big ones. But I, I, quite, um, I quite like it. Got a shot in there, says his bridge, still got an amber lounge. Amber lounge was sick, you know. Oh, do you know what? I forgot. Someone asked me a question I wanted to ask you. I think it was, I think it's Andy C. And I think he said he's going to walk, he, he said he was going to walk from Ermston to Flixton to watch Paddock this weekend. Go on. I think he said it. He asked the question like, if I, from if what I, I can gather, if I do that, will I get a free pie or something? I can't remember what it is. Scarf. scarf. I've said the first 10 people to come and say, oh, you dickhead, give me a scarf. The first 10, so you yeah, got to get there early. Yeah. Because there's quite a few bad looks of it that are having it. Um, and you better fucking twirl them for 90 minutes. That's the that's the proviso that you're getting. I want you all behind one goal going fucking mental. So one o'clock before the United game tomorrow, one o'clock, we're having it. It's first versus second. There's a point in it. Three games to go. It's fucking chaos in it. Uh, and I have got. Go <laughs> on. Who's uh, in the dugout where you stay? Have you got as your assistant manager for this game? This honestly is one of those would I lie to you, isn't it? Yeah, go on. It is. <laughs> well, my usual assistant manager, Pete Burns, couldn't make it. So I've got Bolton legend um, Fabrice Mwamba. Fabrice Mwamba. That is absolutely crackers. He's going to be in the dugout with you, Dan. So if you go down to Flixton, Flixton Football Club, um, is it Valley Road still? Valley Road, yes. Yeah. Free entry. Free entry. You can watch us and then watch United. It's perfect. It's yeah. a tailor-made Saturday of at least watching one team win. Yep. Um, <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> and I don't know if it's us. <laughs> big, then big fucking game. Get It'll down be close. There. It'll be you close. Get, you'll get a free scarf off Steve. Don't forget. What have they got to say? Remind me. Give me a scarf, you dickhead. Right, yeah. So, if you're one of the first ten to say that. So, you know, even if you don't get a scarf, at least you get to call him a dickhead. Yeah, you call me a dickhead. Do you know what I mean? It's not all doom and gloom, is it? Yeah. Um, is there a more random manager and assistant duo that you can think of? Stephen Allison and Fabrice Mwamba. It sounds like, right, you see Alan Partridge where he's doing his um, It's almost Gerard Houllier and Roy Evans-ish. It is, it is. But it's like, for me, it feels like Partridge when he's going... You know, potholing with or youth hostling <laughs> with Chris Eubank. <laughs> <laughs> a football team managed by Stephen Allison and Fabrice Mamba. No, that's a shame. He was interested. <laughs> <laughs> Get involved in the um, Tim Former says, Is Weast a dive? No, it's not. I have nothing but affection and love for Weast. It's down the road from where I live. Weast where the Willows used to be. No, that's Swinton, isn't it? I think. No. It's not. It's, it's Willows was in Swindon, wasn't it? No. Well, I know you played never that. that far out. Right. I'm, I, I want to say it's Weast, hence why I asked. Willows rugby ground. I, I think. It's not there no more, is it? But in one of them called like Willows Avenue or something. The Willows. Oh, yeah, you're right. I stand corrected. Yeah. It was in Weast. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There it is. 
literally, I mean, you don't get much more no. northern city than that is proper. That in it? between, Terry's I can't believe houses. I always thought that was in Swindon, though. So, yeah, we got to see it did have everything, it had the rugby club there as well, but it still got everything. And and the most Phoenix, the most Phoenix nights of anything but, in terms of how it was inside, like yeah. the Willows Cabaret Bar, that was Phoenix nights. But do you like Peter Kay's northern accents, like a little bit soft and a little bit like giggly? Yeah, the Salford accents, not is it? No, there's a bit of violence in it. You see, my my kids have got the twang. You know, like my my mates' kids grew up. Most of my mates have got kids grow up in Ermston, so they've got the like. It's it's a little bit of a softer Mancunian accent. Mine's a little bit stronger now because I grew up in Pinesham. Yeah, and my kids have got the twang because they grew up in Early Manacles. Do you know what I mean? You can. You Mine can, softened uh, living in Yorkshire and, and Winchester yeah. for a bit, and um, there's a video of me at an FC United game in 2005. I look like I've auditioned for Shameless. Really. I'm a fucking party. Mm. Like that's when you, it's full Mancunian when it's just all in your nose. Yeah. Um, no, I think yours is a bit. Is it Jason Manford says like real Mancunian sounds like a car reversing? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? That's a whole sentence, you dickhead. Someone says something to you and you go. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> my um, <laughs> my lady friend's proper Phoenix Nights in it tonight. She's going to see a clairvoyant at Earlham Social Club. And oh get, my god! And, and you get free potato hash with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's Baggers when you fucking need him? Is it in the Pennine Suite? <laughs> it is, man. Cross, in cross, their natural cross my palm with gold. Yeah, it's a pound, love. <laughs> <laughs> so, I went with him once, right? I went to see this guy. Um, I won't name his, tell his name because he's still got to make a living, but it was way to him. And he, um, <laughs> and he said, um, he, he left us alone on our table because we were us in it. But he used to say things like, you know, it's, he'd say things like, I'm getting a name, I'm getting Dave, Trevor, Stephen, Jay. He'd go for a name. Someone would go, oh, you know, I, I've got a name. He'd go, oh, yeah, I've got something for you. I'm thinking about a hospital. I remember this guy went, I was born in an hospital. <laughs> It's yeah. just such an open-ended question. That is it, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he went, there was another one where he went, I'm getting the name Damon. And he went, I know a Damon. Damon, yeah, he's talking to me. He's not dead, though. Yeah, he's just on the phone, is he? <laughs> Come on. It was proper like... Darren Brown did like a debunking of it, didn't he? Showed it was, it was obvious, yeah. how easy it is to sort of... And you know what it is, right? For a question. I feel a bit sad, because some of these people, they're trying to reach someone they've lost, and they want, they want to believe. Well, here's the thing. Do you know Who what I mean? Who the fuck is going to buy a ticket for, like, a seance kind of thing? Yeah. Unless you, you like... Yeah. So I'm not knocking people, because it's like, you know, you, you obviously got someone you want to chat to or whatever, and it's sad. But it was it was comedy gold, like, some of it. Do you know what I mean? He was literally going through the phone book. <laughs> I was so, born in hospital. I was born in hospital. <laughs> to see a woman. <laughs> Who don't know a woman? Or, or the, the favourite one. If you go, she's, to, she's wearing black. Yeah. Any social club, right, in Britain, and you say this to anyone in there, money, it's been a bit been on your mind. Yes. In a We're working class skin. social club in, in Manchester yeah. or Salford. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Right, money's on my mind. I ain't got any. <laughs> but yeah, that was one thing. Hey, I've got another one for you here. Uh, Atirek, badge pal, forgive me if I butchered that one. I am absolutely hyped for the paddock game, but sadly I live 9,000 kilometres away and I will continue supporting whatever way I can. Up the paddock, love that. 9,000 kilometres away. Is that about, is that near Swansea, that sort of area? Somewhere like that. 
Depends which way you're going, doesn't it? East to West. Yeah, which way the wind's blowing? Yeah, 9,000. So he's either Swansea or maybe sort Where of. Where are you? Maybe sort it's of. It's a 6,000 mile, isn't it? That's Coventry. That's a mooch like. That is a mooch. But he's watching Paddock and he cares. Which is nice to know, isn't it? It's amazing that the, the fan base that we've got for essentially a level 13 Saturday club yeah. is bonkers. We're going to do. Do we, do we sold go on. more shirts than anyone that's not League One up? Which is bonkers. That's all you like that. It is. And can I hear something as well? He sold them shirts on, on Paddock FC, so make sure you check out Paddock FC for his shirts. And stop coming on my news, questioning me about Paddock FC, or asking me where you can buy a Paddock FC shirt, because it's now to do with me. Um, what I was going to say, though, is we want to do a bit of tour, don't we? Like, I know the football club wants to do a tour, but the fan channel, we want to do some stuff next season. Now that the COVID is becoming less of a thing. We'll just pretend it is. Yeah, when we can, we like want to maybe you. go and do a, a watch-along somewhere, because it'd be good to get out of the mouth, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, we've been sort of locked down or in the studio or whatever for a few years. And we always get comments from people in Ireland, people in Scandinavia, people in Africa, people in India. And, you know, we'll go anywhere with us. We're not forcing our way. Mate, you know I, mean? I see the whole world as a, a fucking challenge to tick them all off, mate. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, if, if you all have us, we'll come there. I, I was trying to get Ukraine ticked off today with the missus. You, you... See, normally people say that and I laugh, but with you, <laughs> I can imagine you like, you know, dusting off your passport just, and going, just hear me out. Hear me out, right? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'll go Ukraine. Someone in the Ukrainian government, now yeah. this is true, this right, is a true on. thing that happens. Explain today. Someone in the people. Ukrainian government has put a bit of a call to arms out yeah. and said, anyone with any combat experience that fancies coming and helping <laughs> us fight, you're more than welcome. Right, go on, sorry. We'll get to that. And I got. I'm going to be honest, it ruined my dinner because I couldn't concentrate. Right. You, can I just say this out loud? <laughs> You're not going to Ukraine, come on. I know I'm not. <laughs> Do you though? No, Do you know? No Do you points. know that though? <laughs> like, if I was your missus, I'm hiding your passport. I'm 100% am because I don't trust you. I don't trust you to just go, I'll just go for the day. As an example, right? As an example of like, because people go like, either think I'm joking and I'm not. No. Or that that's like, there's only me thinking like that. I was tagged in a post by someone that I was in Afghanistan with, yeah. which is how I seen it. Right. I reckon I could throw up an Instagram story and have 25 of us there by tomorrow morning. That's what I mean. And, you know, whilst I admire anyone's noble endeavour to support a, a just cause, I don't think you going to Ukraine I got to win the league first. I got to win the league. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, win the league. Win the league. Do some content for us. In fact, you know, you ought to take a camera moving out some soon. But do some content for us here, and then if you must go on, to Ukraine. On a serious note, um, go on. Some real fucking stirring images uh, yeah, coming out of Ukraine. Real hor fucking horrible. stirring injuries, um, images even. Um, mainly um, seeing Vitaly Klitschko. Could have just tossed it off and just fucking. I love this. Just watch Netflix like fucking in a mansion in LA. And I want you know what? Nope. I want to blame someone. If it, I don't blame anyone who you know doesn't want who to doesn't go want to go to war. war. Yeah, I, I, right? Okay, I get it. I'm not one of those because you got to go to war. Well, you haven't. Um, but he is. He is doing. He has done. And he's, he's the mayor of Kiev or something. Or he's. he's apparently some, so. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. But yeah apparently and so. he's he's took up arms literally. Yeah. And he's not. You know, he's fighting um, the the Russian invasion. And fair play to him. You know, he's obviously a passionate, patriotic person, and. You know, he's, he's willing to, to put his money where his mouth is. I, I was reading a post, I was trying to explain it to um, to Janine, uh, what had happened is that Russia's getting his ass kicked a little bit at the minute. Right. Um, from what I can gather, Russia's been told, or the, the troops have been told, you're going on an exercise. Right. 
Like, they haven't got phones. And yeah. they don't have fucking internet. I know, it's not like this is, you know, some sort of third world country. No, it's two first world European countries yeah. fucking going at it. So the troops were told to go on an exercise. Some of them thought they were in Belarus still. Um, and as, they, as they've been getting shot at, I've gone, fuck this. Yeah. And they, they've been surrendering in fucking big, big numbers um, and, getting, and getting clocked. And I saw a report from someone to do with NATO had said that Russian morale is so low at the moment that they think, and I don't know if it was kind of like, come yeah, on, as a bit of an invitation, but it's like, if any of the like NATO members, like, I don't know, UK or France, decided to turn up and get stuck in, it'd probably fucking... Can we, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, ask you sort of massive questions, geopolitical questions, whatever. Is that feasible, do you think, though? Because, you know, if UK did come and fire shots on Russia, we're starting a war with Russia, aren't we? Even if we are under the umbrella of NATO, we're still going to war with Russia, which could, in theory, end in Armageddon. That was a fucking Lance Corporal, Jay. You're asking questions Sorry. way above my station. Sorry. I don't know. Right. But Let me ask you a different question then, going on back to what you just said. Obviously, you fought, and you're talking there about Russian soldiers, and and this sounds like a silly question, but better just sort of hear me out and try and answer if you can. Do you have to fully believe in what you're doing? Can you go there and fight anyway? Because this conversation with Janine because like this is my job and it's my duty and I might not agree with it, but I've got to do it. Or do you have to believe in it? I said I think there's obviously some sort of brainwashing, whether it's your regiment, whether it's your unit, whether it's your section. There's there's levels of like your brainwashing and indoctr indoctrination. I, I think that happens. Yeah. Um, and some people will call it an esprit de corps. Some will call it like morale. But I think. Obviously, the the situations that we faced in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, many people will disagree with why we got we went there and, and this that and the other. But once you're there, we would gen we generally weren't being on the front foot, and that's different. We were reactive to stuff, and no. we were there protecting either people um, or ourselves no, for the no. most part. It's you know it wasn't flawless, and I don't obviously defend every single action that no, happened. No, I'm not. I'm not asking you to get involved. No, I'm just saying but, you know. In those circumstances, you can mentally kind of pull together. There's no hatred for your enemy in these situations, but there is the bond that you're trying to protect. And it, like, it sounds cliche as fuck because you'll have heard it a hundred times, but it's not us. It's us. No, Do you no, know what no, I mean? no. It's like li literally, you've got my back and I've got your back, and that will fucking get us through this. Yeah. And I think if you don't believe in why you're there, to the extent that some of the Russian soldiers don't, once the rounds start coming in, why would you stay? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I did, really, but you do. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of the the level of brainwashing or training that you get, where there's also a, a, a desire to prove yourself, I think. Really? And th this is the... I don't know if Russia's conscript army or if it's um, national service. Those militaries seem to have really fucking mad sort of like washout numbers for when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. But volunteer armies, like the British forces, is entirely voluntary. Everyone that's in the British Army has rocked up, knocked on the door and said, I'm in. Yeah. Let's have a bit of that. And I think that the mentality of that person is different than a conscript straight out the gate. Right. And I think for those reasons, we take a pride in doing our job. We take a pride in what you're doing. And you don't feel forced. Like they say, a volunteer is always better than 10 press men. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Right. Um, and I think total different side of the story for those who, in Ukraine. Yeah. You know, I saw something that, you know, got to me a little bit. The, the bloke saying goodbye to his little girl. Yeah. I put it on my Instagram story. 
because Ukraine has just drafted everyone aged 18 to 60. It was an 80-year-old bloke turned up with two T-shirts, some combats and some sandwiches. I was like, let me fucking at him. Yeah. Love that shit. Yeah. When you're protecting your homeland, you do anything, won't you? Of course you will. And, you know, we... I mean, we go on about the the, the sort of Second World War and, and everything in this country. You know, we're proud of our veterans from that war. Proud of a lot of our veterans, obviously, but... That one in particular, because we were defending our country. The other side of the coin. Do you know is, what I mean? That's why that war, I think, is I so. I obviously don't agree with Putin, but I understand the frustration of him. NATO essentially is one axis of power in the world, and Russia's on the other side of that axis. And he didn't want NATO at his border. He didn't want, you know, basically American missiles at his border. And you, he's got every right to not be happy with that. Now, the way he goes about not being happy with that and invading another country, you can't agree with that. Yeah. But he's got every right to be aggrieved with having NATO right on his doorstep. Because the same way that Americans seen their ass with the Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah, yeah. with Russia putting missiles in Cuba that were in striking distance of Florida. It's hypocritical for America, which I'm sure they're not, they're not asked about. It's hypocritical from America to be like, well, you can't fucking do that. But hang on, you fucking kicked off with Cuba. Over. I think, yeah, I understand what, what you're putting me in. I watched the, the address by the um, Ukrainian president. IQ Insight says, NATO never attacked any country. No, I'm not saying it has. No. And this is a mega complicated thing that yeah. you're asking you know, a fucking uh, YouTube footballer to fucking, <laughs> or football YouTuber to fucking come up with. I think, um, you, you know, I watched the address by the Ukrainian president and it was... It was so moving and heartbreaking, and he was sort of, you know, doing a, a plea. Almost. He's in Putin's, where it was like, listen, you fuckers get involved, and I'll fuck you up worse than you've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's, it is very scary. He's man. original gangster material, by the way. He is. And I'd like you say, I've seen images and videos of people saying goodbye, people texting loved ones. The British government as well wants to get its finger out because there's British nationalists over there, nationals, sorry, over there, who won't leave there because their Ukrainian partners can't get visas to come over here. If we can't bring our own people back here because they've got Ukrainian spouses, then this country is even worse than I thought it is. So you can sort that one out for starters before you start going on the telly saying you're doing all you can to help people when you can't even help ourselves. Um, seems like an opportune moment, Mr. Halson. Talk about our sponsors. You don't go to war with an airy gooch, Jay. Thank you. And exciting news from our friends at Manscapes. They've launched their fourth generation performance package. I don't know about saying launch. Relax on that. Okay, good point. Well made. Released. This this released this <laughs> package includes the lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, have you heard that right? 4.0. Um, Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Four million people worldwide who trust Manscaped's new performance package. You get 20% off, free shipping. Make sure you are clicking the link in the description. Got because, a war on your bush. Yeah, because he's a wordsmith. We've all had those accidents, haven't we? I know you've had a few. Shaving you. What do you call it? Your gooch? The gooch. Gooch. The gooch. Is that one of your... Where, where's that word come from? Because I've heard Gooch before, but I don't... <laughs> that was, it used to be a gang in my side. I know. As Donington, were you Gooch or Donington? When <laughs> I'm you neither, mate. Pre pre pretended to be involved <laughs> in that. I remember thinking, like, I had a, I had a preference when I didn't know anyone, either, anyone from either. I knew one from Donington, that was it. But I wasn't, you know, involved. I saw... Were there just two avenues in Manchester? It's mad that that little area in Manchester, which is about the size of this table, went to war for about 20 years and got lost God knows how many young men over, like you're saying, which side of the street. And this wasn't, this wasn't like... Ali G mucking about. This was 
It was, oh, it was a bit shooty. Yeah, this was why Gunchester got its name. Um, anyway, the fourth generation trimmer. Anyway, let's talk about your, your pubic region. Yeah, let's talk about that. Never mind about that. Let's talk about your Gucci, Stephen says. Um, you get the 4.0 lawnmower with the trimmer. Anti-nick technology, so there's no accidents down there. You've got the torch, LEK, uh, LEK, LED light and all that sort of stuff. 9,000 RPM for the weed whacker. You've got all that good stuff as well. You've got the crop preserver. You've got the ball deodorant. Put You've got the shed stuff. travel bag. You've got everything, so you can bring comfort... Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. So you get 20% off, free shipping by clicking the link in the description. 20% off, free shipping by clicking the link in the description. Your balls have been through enough this past year. Yeah, especially yours. Been through all sorts. All them dugouts you've been sat on, chafing away. I stand treat... up for 90 minutes, also now. Oh, dear. Stand up and shout. Yeah. Right. Well, I said, no, I don't shout that much. Cam, I don't shout that much, do I? Yeah, he said that with a lot of conviction. Um, so treat them with the best tools in the job. From Manscaped. Thank you. Um, should we get some comments up? Go on. Um, people just saying Fabrice Mamba. Laughing. Can't believe this is happening. I can. This doesn't surprise me. Some, some PPI probably. Um, yeah. Sorry. Charlie Hatch says I'm off to work now, boys. Oh, got to work on a Friday evening. Nightmare. Eh? Shit times. That is awful, that, isn't it? Starting work now. Do you know what? I think worse. the world has changed since COVID in such a way that, like, the, the usual routine of like nip off for a pint and art lot is fucking dead. This is a, this is about. I, I this feel is... sorry if I, if you own a if you have a pub. Yeah. Fuck me. I think unless it's a restaurant. I think the smoky one killed it for a lot of people. Yeah, it probably did. Because like, if you it's know, a you, final nail. Then, yeah, because it? it's like it's raining. You smoke. You want to go out and relax. Can I be asked standing in a car park? I like most a good. Of the I don't smoke, smoke, but I like a good smoke. Oh, I used, area. yeah. I, when I used to go out drinking years ago, when I was in the middle of it, all, I used to smoke, and it's like, it's like feel like a kid again, stood outside smoking. You just want to sit and chill, don't you? Do you know what I mean? And you think I can just stay in me out, smoke and drink for cheap, or I can go out. But by the same rule, I also don't miss going home smelling like an ashtray. Yeah, that's true. You know, what I don't miss as well going out about now. About now, I used to go out. Straight from work, and I'd probably get in Monday, Tuesday afternoon. Jesus, <laughs> I've only ever done that on like in Magaluf. <laughs> People ask you why don't you drink because I can't ask why. I used to go out on Friday night or Friday afternoon and come back Monday morning. Monday club ringing in work sick on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Jake O'Donnell says, I'm off for a pint at seven. Go on, Jake. Um, I don't want to bring the tone down, but you're gonna. I'm gonna. Okay. Does this all just end with Putin getting his way? I, I know you know. said that, like... I actually don't know. You I, think, I think the Russians might, you know, there's a few that are just saying how they're not having it, and yeah, Ukrainians well, the thing are is, like, strange, but... There's like, I think there's about approximately 400 being killed according to something I read before. Could be wrong. Could be propaganda as well, because every side is just chatting utter bollocks, aren't they, as well? Like, have you yeah. seen how much propaganda and lies is coming out? It's so transparent when you see it now as well. Yeah. Not like back in the day when you could have maybe got fooled by it. Now you just go, that's a lot of bollocks. Um... But if the report that I saw was legit, because I couldn't find it again afterwards in the Instagram account that posted it, it was someone I know has, has gone. So I don't know what the fuck's happened there. Um, but if that report is legit, you know, they've, they've got like, I think they might have a million troops, 400 fucking being killed in, in the grand... Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm sure their families missed them. But 400 out of a million. That's, we're going to no. need more bullets. Yeah. Like... That's, that's the, the fucking major. This is the thing that people go, oh, if, if Britain fucking joins the mix, right? There's 78,000 fucking troops in Britain. 
You ain't sending all 78,000 for starters. You're yeah. never going to send more than 50% of what you've got. And even if you sent 40,000 troops, out of that, you're looking at maybe four or 5,000 maximum combat arms. Everybody else in the army is there to keep the 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 you know, the, the pointy bit moving at the front. Yeah, that's what people don't understand. It's not if you say there's a hundred thousand people in the army, that's not a hundred thousand people ready to fucking bayonet people in the face. No, you're talking about engineers, you're talking about logistics, you're talking about you know artillery, you're talking about so many other little bits of things that keep that chain moving. Yeah, the reason wars get won and lost is logistics, and yeah. people. It's not necessarily about what you can do at the pointy end; it's how long you can keep pushing at the pointy end. Yeah. That's what fucks you up the most. It, it's, it's, it's just, it seems to sort of almost big to fathom, you know what I mean, what is going on at the minute. I just can't almost get my head around Man, it. Because I fucking saw a tank run I, over a car before. That's what I mean. The guy survived as well, did you see it? Getting cut out. Like his, like his neighbours and everyone helped him out. And he was like, he was all, well, all right. I mean, you know, in the strongest sense of the word there, he was able to walk. More than a whiplash claim. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. But he survived. What happened? by a tank. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> Tell me another one. <laughs> and was your mate in the car with you, was it? Was there four in the back? Yeah, you're making a claim. No, actually I did. Look, there's me on CNN. All oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that times, but, you know, thinking of everyone who's involved. And At hopefully, what point are you like, are you on the horn? <laughs> Uh, he's not stopping, me. is he? Oh no. fuck! If it, I'm not moving, I'm not moving. <laughs> he's not. He's not stopping. He's not stopping. He's gonna do run over me. <laughs> yes, he doesn't give a fuck. He's in a tank, and you're in a you know Renault Clio. Um, where's the guest? Says Betty Swallows. We don't need a guest. He's in Wrexham fixing his car. Oh, did you know? I didn't think you were in the loop. Mate, I'm always in the loop. Hey. He's one of the Bagger's new comedy mates. Yeah. Right. He loves his comedy, now. doesn't he? Yeah, that's all he's got now. Bagger's right, he messages me every day. He's like a little comedy groupie, isn't he? Yeah, groupies, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Speaking he's of comedy groupies, it wasn't Freddie. And I'm not even sure Freddie drives. I don't know why I think that, because he probably yeah. does, looking at all the places he goes gigging. I'm pretty sure he does. But it was a Freddie Quinn lookalike in a convertible red Porsche next to me at the lights before. Right. And I nearly wet myself laughing. <laughs> With a hat on and everything. Uh, yeah. Not it's not, not three degrees outside. Like, Baggers <laughs> just basically goes around touring the Northwest comedy clubs to yeah. try and get me and Steve. Like a guess, shit comedian. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> going on stage. Like James Corden. Uh, Mr. Hoss says, mate, when are you visiting Muff in Ireland? Oh, mate, we're getting right in the Muff. Yeah, that's proper. That, it's in the it? north of Ireland. Is it? In the south of Ireland. Right, so it's Republic of Ireland. But on the northern coast, yeah. I believe. Um, Andrew Stevens, sorry, I think I missed this. This was earlier. Hi, Jane Steve. Big fan of United Hi. and the channel. I'm going to Peterborough versus the Scum on Tuesday. Any message I can pass to the City fans? Tell them both yeah. to bore <laughs> off. He fucking done me. Sorry. I was going to say, sorry. tell them both. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a tapping, in it? Come on. You know us. Um, but yeah. Ask them if they've got room in the car on the way home. <laughs> have you seen this? This is what I was asking about. Have you seen this nonsense? What do you do if you can't fill your stadium? Make a virtual stadium to not fill. Seeing this latest one they're doing. Are they on Meta now, are they? Yeah. So you can you can sit home. I feel really like, old, Jay. Pretend you're in a stadium. I feel so old. I know. I feel like when my granddad, when Minidisc came out. What's this then? I don't get it. <laughs> what do you mean all my music's on here? <laughs> I have to throw away my CD player? Yeah. I've only just got fuck it. I've only just got used to CDs. Get it. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I love as well? The way that uh, like vinyl came back. 
Right now, loads of people buy vinyl, don't in record players because it's like sounds better and it's you know. So we've gone from like the, the CD cassette thing, well, cassette CD, mini cassettes did sound shit. MP3, in yeah, the grand scheme of things. yeah, and they could wreck quite easily, couldn't they? But they were great for mixtapes and all that. When, yeah. you, when you're back, when raving days. I mean, M MP3s are pretty good. Remember the Napster days? Yeah, I do. They took that download, didn't they? Yeah, and I think it was Winamp you had to use, which was like a media player that for you. Right. You, you could buy different skins for it and make it like look kind of cool and like a bit retro and that. It was sick. I remember them early days of the internet where yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd literally wait all day to download a fucking virus. Yeah, you would. What's this? Oh, it's an Oasis song. Song, not album. Song. How long is that going to take? Four hours, no time. I've asked you this before. <laughs> What's your favourite Oasis B-side? B-side, master plan. It's a fucking tapping. I it? don't know. It's one of the great. It's probably like in their top three, and it was a B side. Yeah, Aqu Aquas is up there, but I think you're right. I, I think Master Plan is probably the because it's one of the, their best songs, and it's a B side. You know, my my favorite Loki Oasis song is that. I reckon most people go. It's, I don't know if it was ever a single. Don't Columbia. Off the first album, that oh. that's a tune. Yeah. Oh. That first album was just, when that dropped, that was like something I've never seen before. It was like, what is this? How is this possible? How are these so Muppets how are, from Burnage, yeah, these How have they just dropped this? like nine all-time bangers in one album? Yeah. And then they followed it up with What's the Story, Morning Glory, which doesn't get the, the flowers it deserves mm. because it's not a debut, but it's fucking unbelievable. And in between all that as well, right? When, back in the 90s especially, when you released a single... Your B-side was a remix of the A-side. Often, that, very often. Yeah, very or often. a live version, yeah. or a cover version. Or some shit. Yeah, some that you went, I wrote this this morning on the bus, record it, stick it on the B-side. No one even listens to the B-side. Oasis went, here's our single. What was what was Master Plan the B-side of? Oh, now you, oh, you're going to do me. Yeah. And I'll tell you what the other song on there was as well, because there were three. And the third song's a fucking banger and all. Right, I'm going to go... Master plan. Master plan. I'm going to say, it's some might say. Let's have a look. I'm going to get them all correct. Because there's some absolute fucking... Like, right. I want to, I, while he's looking for this, I'll tell you what happened, right? Because you might be thinking, what are these two absolute geriatrics bumbling on about? But this is no, important. That was, uh, some might say, right? Go on. Go on, right. So when some might this, say, I've talked tonight... And, and acquiesce. Acquiesce is up there. That was the other one I liked. Fuck well, like, oh, but that was me. That was the one that's close to the master plan, but not quite there in being the best ever beast. Oh, I was right. I was right. What Go I was going to say, I was right. Go on. So it had three B sides. Right. I'll do them in reverse order of how amazing they were. Yeah. So it was it was Wonderwall. Right. With three B sides. Right. The worst of the B sides is Swamp Song. Right, which is meant. Round our way. Round our way. are singing. And the master plan. Right. Why, when you're a record executive, <laughs> and Noel Gallagher comes up to you and goes, right, I've got one of the best songs ever. And you go, all right, yeah. Stick let's, on the let's, let's hear it. You go, no, no, you got one of the best songs ever. It's Wonderwall. Is it? right, yeah, okay. yeah. So you go, I've got the best song that you play. You go, that's arguably the best song I've ever heard. Right. I've got something else as well. Oh, actually, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard. No, but, that's the next single, you silly bastard. Yeah. No, I'm going to put that on the B-side. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Okay, then. Why? But do you know what Noel Gallagher says? And he's got a point. point. 
I know you love it, so you're going to disagree because you love beer now, don't you? You think it's very underrated. I think it's hugely yeah. underrated. I was listening to Fading Out on the way in, thinking I'm going to go and fight yeah. Russian my own mill. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you probably think I'm listening to Silence. But... <laughs> <laughs> but... Silence by Delirium. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's one nice. of my gym songs. Hey, I love that. Um, but... He says if he'd have released the like, the, you know, the Master Plan B side album, if that had been their third album, they would have been even bigger than they were because that had so many bangers. Like, what, oh, absolutely. What bangers. drugs was he doing in 1995? He just woke up, had a piss, wrote a world class album. I know. Well, some of them he wrote. And he's it? a bit of an unlikable knobhead. Yeah. But you can't deny the talent that he no. had. Uh, at one period of time, for about four or five years, didn't miss. That's what he said. He said. I think he thought, so when he's throwing all these around as B-sides, he thought- Roll with it, right? Had It's Better People, yeah. which is a fucking tune. I prefer that, to roll with it. I'm rocking chair. That's just silly. You're just showing off now, aren't you? You are showing off. You're just going, oh, look what I can do. I'm just literally going through the, I mean, whatever is an amazing tune. Bury me at that because I'm good. Do you know what's on the fucking B-sides of whatever? Once in whatever an EP, wasn't it five? Or was it four? It was four. Four, because I remember there was a few- when, when I read these out, you're going to go, that, yeah, no, you whatever, could put that out as an what, album. Whatever was more like, it wasn't just about whatever. I remember when they released it, they were like, it was like the other songs got a lot of airplay. Right, okay, because it was like, you're right. Well, I'm about to read go them on, out. Go on, read them out. So you could literally, you could have released an album with whatever and then these three and then Liam wanking into Mayonnaise, right? right. And it would have been, it would have been a, a big selling album. Go on. It's good to be free. Yep. Shit. Half the world away. Right. This, this, Almost every other band the world's ever seen has never written a song that good, and it's the third song on a B-side. Why are you putting that on a B-side, the third song on a B-side, you stupid Bernie's bastard? And Slide Away. <laughs> slide Away is my favourite Oasis song, by the way. 100%. Janine started crying tonight at Eaton Park. Slide Away. I yeah. love Slide Away. It's my favourite like, Oasis song. Why of are you time. getting emotional, you dickhead? It's, oh, it's quality. It's absolutely quality. Uh, breaking news. Russia's oh. been kicked out of the 2022 Eurovision Song Contest by the European Broadcast oh, Union. That's it. Putin oh. shit it now, hasn't it? Hey. Right. Cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. What for did that have? Go well, on. cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. I am the walrus, which I don't really give a fuck about, but whatever. Listen up and fade away. Honestly... Early early night is Oasis just come out like Mike Tyson. Just fucking one minute knockouts, just Everything obliterating you. Wake. I'm um, trying to find a shit B side and I can't find that. one. Tansley 09 says Bobby Robson has two statues. That was my original to question that. He's I'm gonna say statues. Newcastle and Ipswich. Yeah. That was what that's what set me off on that trailer thought. Uh, right. I'm gonna wrap it up there. Go Don't on. look back in anger, I'd step out underneath the sky and come on feel the noise. I'm just trying to find a shit one. We keep it going till I find a shit one. You know what, though? Come on, feel the noise. I think, was that was that live? First shit one. Champagne Supernova. It only had Slide Away on there, which we've already had as a B-side. So he phoned that one in. Phoned it in. Fucking absolutely. He said, though, no, he said for a period of time, because he just kept writing all these bangers, he thought that would last forever and it didn't. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, he just thinks, so what? Put it on a B-side, don't matter. I'll write one tomorrow. It's like printing money in it. Don't worry about it. Stand by me, that was a tune. And that had... My sister lover going nowhere and I got a few. I mean, they're still class. That's he wrote all them order. at the same time as well, you know. He wrote the first three albums, I think, at the same similar time. Like he wrote like Stand By Me and um Been Around the World and all that at the same time he wrote like Columbia and, and uh Dixie's Diner and all that. Dixie's Dinner, sorry. Um How? I know it's just How in a building site as well. On his guitar when he broke his leg, he like, wrote a lot of them in the building site, just chilling. Dishing out to people. It is Unfathomable. Mad. And now I can't stand him. 
Yeah. It's bad. Someone asked me on a live the other day, like Stone Roses or Oasis, and you're like, oh, the, the want to be cool person inside me wants to say Stone Roses. And their first album is the only one. They are my favourite. I'm not going to lie to you. And like Waterfall's my favourite yeah. ever song. Yeah, with you. But, like, well, not that song, uh, but I, my favourite songs are Stone Roses songs. Like there's probably 25. It's not, like my, If I had to go my favourite songs of all time, it's, it's Waterfall and then probably 25 Oasis songs. Yeah. Before Sally Cinnamon or something. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, <laughs> it's weird isn't it? Because like, yeah, if you were to, yeah, I'm with you because my sort of, say, top 20 songs, Oasis, I probably have more than Stone Roses, but my favourites are Stone Roses, so that's why they're my preferred band. And I'm not, it's not the way, the city thing, I couldn't care less no, about No, Bonehead's a red. Yeah, it's not, that's not, a, and he's the, the best one in there. Yeah. Um, but it's that, the Stone Roses just got those ones that are just slightly at the top of the tree. Just For a bit, I don't know what, if it's, is it because... There's a hipster element to them because they never got the worldwide Nebworth mainstream sort of recognition that Oasis did. If Oasis never sold and they were just like some random Mancunian band, yeah. would we like them more? Yeah, maybe. That's good. Because part of the thing is like, like, don't look back in anger and Wonderwall have been killed for me. They've been out. But I don't really I, listen I, to I can't, I can't. No, Wonderwall. And there was a time when that came out, I remember being at house parties when I was about 14, 15. All of us screaming house down to that, loving that song. I'm singing it on a bus on yeah, the way to school. That's what stuff. I mean. And now it's like I'm a bit mad about it because it's just been hammered. Don't look back in anger. I know it's got a lot of connotations with everything it's been used for. It's been hammered. And I feel like with the Stone Roses, there's not been that level of overplaying some of them. Apart just from everywhere. This is the one at Old Trafford. Yeah, this is the one. But like for he me. To, he used to sit behind me, you know, Ian Brown. With his Tim Foyle on. Four seats behind me. Did I? For years, when I was in Botman K stand, for years. Telling you not to use your phone because you're. <laughs> no, I, I spoke to him to like you, two, or two or three times. Didn't really yeah. speak to him a lot because he got mivered. Did I? Yeah, you couldn't have put Beckham in there and seen someone get mivered um, like more. It was. I felt so sorry for him at times. It's like that when Paul Scholes came into CRA once, and the whole thing in CRA is you don't have your phone out, and he got mivered, and he and like a few of the lads I know, like Rick and everyone was like messaging everyone saying that's not what we do here. Like when people asking for selfies with him. He's coming here for a reason. He's probably thought he wasn't going to get married. And I think his lad goes in there anyway. And yeah, it was one of them. And you just think, like, I get it. It's like, <gasps> goes your, it's Ian Brown. But I'm not, I'm not about. I got a picture of Jaden and Ian Brown. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, Jaden's like 18 month old or something. That's the like, I remember when we won, um, we won the league in 2007. I forget now we won something. <laughs> uh, when we won the league in 2007, um, did the, was you there at the game? The um, West Ham game? Uh, Old Trafford? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a bit of a party in the concourse. We stole a lot of Budweiser from the other shops. Disgusting. And just... Um, I hope the authorities are listening. twisted. Yeah. Statue of Limitations has gone down. Oh, right, that long shame. ago, since we were winning stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll it. And we just stole loads of Bud. We had a fucking... A proper knees up. And the other thing is, as well, being on that side of K-Stand at the bottom, Yeah. you can't see what's going on in the Stratford then. No. You can't see the ball. Like the camera in the Old Trafford pitch is that much that you can't see the ball. So we used to often go to the match to watch 45 minutes of the match when it was in our half. Yeah. And then watch it on the telly in the stadium. I love that. Um, I know people go, well, there's a point going, no. We weren't on our own. There was thousands of us doing it. uh, So we've been basically in the concourse doing the fucking conga and all sorts. And then we've gone out. And Ian Brown's off his fucking nut. I refuse to believe that for a minute, Stephen. You're making um, things up now. And I remember they played... It might have been Waterfall. It wasn't, this is the one. They always play this is the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always had, like, had a sneaky little glance at him, see, like, is he buzzing, like, what, listening to his own tune? 
his own voice watching United come out, like, because that must be so surreal. Yeah. Uh, he was always a bit deadpan. And that's why I knew he was off his fucking rocker after he won the league. Because he was, he was just fucking standing on his chair, which he didn't do because he never, like, drew attention to himself. He always, like, a hood up or just, like, keeping yeah. it low-key. And he's fucking... I've turned around and he's going, Manchester! <laughs> fucking off his tits. <laughs> I'm just <What>? like... <laughs> Where's he from in Brownies with Wivenshaw? Sale, I think. Is he Sale? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Daniel Kirk says... Um, Claudia have been with Mitchell to talk about a deal for Tuchmane in the summer. Love you guys. I doubt it. It could have been... Like, well, I, I said this is Ralph Ragnick meeting Paul Mitchell. So, sorry. Paul Mitchell being at the game last night, right? Yeah. He used to work with Ralph. Yep. Let's say... Like, here's all the different reasons, right? We're hiring him. Yeah. We're hiring Potch. Yeah. We're hiring um, fucking someone from Monaco. We're buying someone from Monaco. What if he's interested in a United under-18 player as a yeah. you know, someone to buy? All of those are possibilities, but everyone jumps on the sexier ones for us, don't they? Yeah. What if he's just been at home this weekend or this week yeah. because he's from here and he's obviously in contact with Ralph and he's gone, hey, do you want to have a brew? And then Ralph's gone, why don't you just fucking go? I'm going to watch the match now. I'm watching the 18s. Why don't you come with us? And he's gone, fuck it, all right. What if he was just going for a pint with, with Ralph after the game? We don't know what their relationship was like. They might have just hung out when they were in Germany together. So it could be something as innocent as two ex-work colleagues that used to work together uh, happen to be in the same country at the same time and have gone for a beer after a game. It could be something as innocent as that. Yeah, that's it. You just don't know, do you? Um, Paul Madison says, what are your top five Manchester-based groups or bands? Roses, Oasis. The Smiths is up there for me. Can we claim, I don't think we can, but can we claim the Verve? Is it Wigan? It's Wigan-ish, isn't it? It's great at Manchester. I'll give it to you on a technicality. Um, I've, I mean, saying that, can you claim... Can we, you can claim Joy Division, because I think... Salford, isn't it? Actually? I think Pierre Oak, yeah. Some of them are from Macclesfield, I think. I, I think so. I think... Um, well, that's new, I mean, new, new Order, Joy Division's yeah, essentially... The same. Does the, whatever in it. But, um, I mean, I, I do like a, a bit of Joy Division. I do. So what have you got? We've got the Verve, Joy Division, Stone Roses, Oasis, um, and the Smiths. Yeah. I mean, I'm out? not really. I don't really give a fuck about the Smiths. How soon is now is a good tune. That's oh, one of my favourites. That. What a riff! But yeah. outside of that, I don't. You know, I don't. I get it. I get it. It's not like you know. And also, there's this whole thing. I know that that's not why you're bothered about, but separating art from the person. Because Morris is a prize one muppet nowadays, <laughs> isn't he? He's an absolute <laughs> pillock. I and don't it, follow him. No, he's awful. He's just he's just turned into an awful, awful person. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Morrissey because I used to think he was a genius. But now I think he's lost the plot massively. Aren't they Stratford as well as Smiths? Yeah, yeah. I think he's Hume, actually. Yeah, but same thing. I think I might even be Dave Hume, isn't, isn't one of their fucking albums like shot on the steps of... The album covers at Salford Lads Club. No, you've obviously got, that's... Yeah, obviously. sorry. No, but I think but, it's one of uh, that green bridge in Stretford over the tram. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff there. Uh, loads of, like, iconic images. Is that? is that? not a, not the one at... Oh, I know what you mean, near the canal. Is it? Is it the canal? Am yeah, I? It's, I think it's the canal. I think it's down near... Um, uh, not, not Lost Lock, it's up near the other way. Down near Moss Road, up that way. Near where... Well, it's all a housing estate now, but it used to be the Candle Club. Because I used to walk past it to go to Old Trafford. Because I used to live on Bone Street back in the day. Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, this is one for you. Says, if you had a choice of entrance song for Paddock FC, would it be a Stone Roses or Oasis song? It would be Morning Glory by Oasis. I've got to say, he's Oasis. He's a massive Oasis fan. That, that fucking opening fucking... In a stadium as well. Mate, yeah. if that don't get your dick out, go on. One day, that will happen. 
probably sooner than you think. Um, <laughs> Steve, do a quick plug for Paddock FC. One o'clock tomorrow um, at Valley Road in Flixton. It's free parking. It's free entry. Call me a dickhead and get a scarf. It's first versus second. There's a point in it. Um, we have to win because the team that's currently in third has a game in hand on all of us and yeah. can catch us, and they've both got ridiculous goal difference. Um, it's three games to go for the end of the season. It's going to be a fucking crescendo of an end of the season. Um, and tomorrow's game, we've never beat these. Um, we played them twice, played them in the, the league last year, played them once in the league this year. We've drawn and we've lost, and we've never beat them. Um, and it's going to be a fu- and they ate us. There's a lot of City fans in their team. So it's going to be an absolute fucking cracker. As it stands, you know, such would no injuries tonight at training. Got a fucking hell of a team out. Um, and we're having them. Good lad. I'm like, like, glad to hear that. Uh, producer Cam, is this your final shift? No, he's in tomorrow. Oh, he's in tomorrow. Oh, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, tomorrow, of course. I'll see you tomorrow anyway. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're checking out Paddock FC and all the good stuff. Make sure you go and call him a dickhead and get yourself a free scarf. You know what I mean? I do it every day. He's never given me a scarf. Um, make sure as well you are subscribing to the channel. We want to get to 700,000 subscribers by the end of the season. And with your help, I think we can do it as well. So give the video a share, give it a like, all that other good stuff. I've done a members video as well, extra content on the members um, section. If you're thinking of joining, have a look at that. If not, make sure you're subscribing. We'll be back tomorrow with the watch along. It'll be Joe, Smith, and some of his mates. So go and check that out. Uh, that's been Steve. I've been Jay. This has been The Brew. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.